So this narrative about Aaron Rodgers being overrated, that is being pushed by Tony, comes from a place of hate, disappointment, and hurt because Aaron Rodgers has beat the Falcons in the playoffs and has won a Super Bowl ring. So Tony just sounds like a hater. And it's one thing to just be like, to be a hater. It's another thing to be a hater and wrong. Yeah, we'll so go. What's good, your boy, Sapri706? This is <laughs> KTSC app. We're waiting for our, our guest, uh, Kiana, and possibly Lowe's from Yes No the Podcast. We'll continue our off-the-mic conversation about the Falcons since we didn't do the first report. Um, yeah, a lot of you fans ought to be ashamed of yourselves. A lot of you fans need to actually learn how to, like, take your emotions out of football and, and stop being ridiculous about everything, like... It, I don't even know where to start. I don't even have the time to, to start with this, but I, I know Marcus has some takes. I know he had to mute the homie said, and then apparently he blocked Tony, who was in his feelings today in my uh, mention today about the Falcons potentially needing to address the quarterback in this draft. So, yeah, why were these gentlemen uh, removed from your, your twist here? Okay, so said for one thing, he was just like, for some reason, Falcons fans are under the impression that the NFL draft is just one round. Like, you get one draft pick from the first round, and that's it. You there, There's no second round. There's no third round. Nothing else of that nature. So, Sad was talking about how, uh, you know, um, and because I guess the Falcons were getting blown up on defense. So, he was like, oh, you guys think a quarterback's going to fix this defense? You think a quarterback is a problem? And it's like you can draft a quarterback in the first round. And then in the second round, you can draft a defensive player who will be just as good, who will be able to be productive in your D. You can draft a starter in the second round. You could draft a pro bowler in the second round. You could do that in the third round. You can do it in the fourth round. You can even do it as late as the fifth round. But there are certain positions that you have to get right. And he just kept the entire game, the entire game. You think the quarterback's going to solve this problem? You think we need, you think, oh, y'all think we need the quarterback? So I was like, you know what I said? Sorry, bro. Like your podcast, you're muted for a little bit. And, until the season is done, you're muted. Tony, on the other hand, I mean, he's been on, on Dirty Bird Nation Report a few times. I've been on there with him. Cool guy. But there's just some of the stuff that he says is embarrassingly dumb. For one, he said, I said, uh, you know, they, they put a stat up about Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, there's no way. Because the stats were like something crazy, like 4,500 yards, 40 touchdowns, less than five or stuff, something ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, this man the GOAT. And then Tony proceeded to say, nah, I don't believe that. He's overrated. He made his career off of, you know, terrorizing bad defenses. And I proceeded to pull up the, the Carfax on Mr. Aaron Rodgers. When Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl, he did that against the number one ranked defense. So this narrative about Aaron Rodgers being overrated, that is being pushed by Tony, comes from a place of hate, disappointment, and hurt. Because Aaron Rodgers has beat the Falcons in the playoffs and has won a Super Bowl ring. So Tony just sounds like a hater. And it's one thing to just be like, to be a hater. It's another thing to be a hater and wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I hate on teams. I hate on the Titans. I hate on the Patriots. But I'm not, I'm not out here saying like Bill Belichick's a bad coach. Like that's just dumb. Tom Brady is a bad quarterback. No, I, I hate them. But I'm not gonna lie about them. So 
you know what? Maybe one day Tony will get unblocked, but for for now, nah, bro. I, I can't have that on my timeline anymore. It's ridiculous. Falcons fans, I told another uh, uh, person on, on on Twitter, you know, they were, they were talking about uh, just how insufferable Falcons fans are on Twitter. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, they are the worst fan base on Twitter because not only do they hate the opposing teams, not only do they hate the opposing team's fan bases, they hate their own team and they hate their own fan base. They hate everybody. Nothing will make them happy. I feel like even if they won a Super Bowl, they would find some way to be mad. Oh man, they should have did it for they should have did it for Mike Vick though. Mike Vick would have got like shut the fuck up, man. Just shut up. <laughs> Jesus. Facts. So uh, our guests have joined us. Uh, what's up, Lois? What's up, Kiana? Uh, we're doing on? some. Uh, we're doing a, a mini uh, Dirty Bird Nation report and see how I got here. Uh, just discussing the disgusting state of, well, the, the continually disgusting state of Falcons Twitter. It's a cesspool. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Marcus was discussing how uh, Tony got blocked because he was wilding out. Um, I'll give my Tony story for the day before we move to actual non-football stuff. So Tony tweeted out, Matt Ryan gets us back in the game and the defense gives up another score. And y'all swear drafting a backup will do us good. I can't believe y'all watch this defense thinking up every week and swear we need to draft a quarterback. And this is goes on lines what Marcus said. I said, I all I said was it's one pick. It may not do us good now, but down the road, possibly. And after that, that's when uh all hell breaks loose. He responds, I lose brain cells talking to y'all about this. I'm like, well, probably didn't have that many to begin with, but that's that's neither here nor there. I respond because you're being emotional, not logical, can't help you with that. Then he proceeds to say, how is what I said not logical? The defense just gave up a third and 12 and we have in no in all caps, no playmakers, all caps. Why not draft a bigger need? I responded and one draft pick is going to help help or hurt that lie to me. And then he's like, yo, if the best defensive playmaker is there, you're not taking it. I'm like, future stability at quarterback greater than one potentially great defensive playmaker that you could probably find in later rounds. Ever heard of a guy named Grady Jarrett? And then some other dude, gentleman mentions, talking about Tom Brady and just all kinds of nonsense. But I, I, I don't understand the logic of, like, you can do two things at once. Like, to some Falcons fans, the team is good. We just have bad coaching. But other Falcons fans, the team is so bad we need to rebuild. I don't think – we're necessarily as bad as our record is, but you do want to have a smooth transition going forward. Again, I'm not advocating to draft Justin Fields or any quarterback I'm either. I'm, I'm not saying whatever the head coach and GM combination wants, but typically the way this works for the logical football fans, when you have a new regime, they like to get in their quarterback, their franchise quarterback. It's not often that a new head coach GM combination gets to a franchise that has still the bones of a good team and then has the opportunity to have a top four pick, which puts you in range that if that guy there is your quarterback, you could probably get him. It's one pick. You can literally use every other pick on defense. There's this thing called free agency. There's this thing called coaching. All things that can help improve this team while looking to the future. It's not, it's not rocket science. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. So. But I mean, again, it's the usual anarchy on Falcons Twitter. But I mean, we're we're not really here for that. But uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Jake Fromm over here scaring Josh Allen who was playing 
at an MVP um, level as he pushes him for the starting quarterback position. Ciao, ciao. Hey, I'm going to say this one thing real quick. Because um, I'm not really a, a college football guy. I've never really been. I don't care about like the, the, the dog and all that stuff. I just never cared. Because um, I didn't grow up down there. I grew up in the Northeast. But what's the big fact, um, What's the big deal about um, Justin Fields? Because the thing is, I'm like, here, here's how I see it. Look here. I'm a, I'm a Matt Ryan fan. I'm a Matt Ryan supporter. All right. I wasn't like when he got drafted, I wasn't, you know, very much Team Vic at the time. But as time went on, you know, you know, I realized, hey, Matt Ryan's not a bad quarterback. So I don't see the problem of drafting his replacement. Matt Ryan's about, I mean, I may be older than Matt Ryan. I think we're like about the same age, about 35, 36. Like he's not going to be there forever. And you don't want to be in a situation where you're like, like the Washington football team where they don't have a quarterback of the future. I mean, they try to draft a quarterback of the future, but he, that turned out to be uh, a wash. Uh, but you need somebody there to, like, you know, build on, like, you know, a young guy. Matt Ryan not going to be there forever. I don't see the, I don't see why people feel the need to be like, well, we need like work on our defense. No, our defense, yeah, our defense is going to suck one way or the other, all right? And drafting one, like, one uh, rusher from, like, you know, as a top three or top four draft pick is not going to change that. And so we do need to work on, like, building for the future. And by how you build up for the future, you know, get a quarterback ready. So when Matt Ryan do retire or leave or get traded or whatever, we have someone already there, like, you know, on standby who has been, like, you know, the apprentice. I don't see what's so hard about, like, understanding that shit. Excuse my language. So, so uh, real quick, uh, Kiana, would you like to say a little to the people? You know, what's up? Um... As a Falcons fan who is not a part or not explicitly a part of Falcons Twitter, I do follow a lot of you all. I it's love better for you. It's better for you. It's so fun watching y'all go back and forth. I too, I also don't see a problem with bath with drafting a, a quarterback, um, drafting a replacement. It's not unheard of in sports to draft the next guy up. Um, everybody that drafts doesn't start right away or is even um chosen to start right away. So I don't see the problem with going and getting a quarterback, letting him study under a quarterback like my, uh, I was about to call him Michael somebody. Um, not even Michael Vick. I don't know where that came from. Um, letting him study under Matt Ryan, learn a little bit, and then be ready for the inevitable moment when Matt Ryan either is no longer with the Atlanta Falcons or doesn't play football anymore. Because one of those has got to happen. Um, you don't want to wait oh, until he's you can't, play, you can't play forever? He's not going to just play till he's like 50? I mean, I'm hearing mixed reviews. I'm thinking he's – some people say he's playing until he's 75. Some people think he should be gone tomorrow. So I don't know. I'm just saying don't you <laughs> prepare for both? <laughs> Wouldn't you want to prepare for both? That's my only thing. Nah. I, I, bro, well, the real thing quick, is, the, the, uh, Tony has decided he wants to come on and say his piece. So I'll get him in here as Marcus continues. Real quick on the whole, like, it's not about, like, saying that Matt Ryan is the problem or that he is like washed up right now. But I don't think anybody in this in this chat would say that Matt Ryan is better than Aaron Rodgers, right? Like no one would everybody would agree that Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Matt Ryan. And that's not any shade to Matt Ryan. Aaron Rodgers is just great. The Packers traded up to get a quarterback in the first round. And they have Aaron Rodgers on their roster. So if they can do that. There's no problem with the Falcons being in the position that they are to get a quarterback for the future. The Packers did it. And you know what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now? He's got 4,000 yards, 44 touchdowns, and single-digit interceptions. And they decided the best thing for that team was to draft a quarterback. 
So this is like you can do it and, and it can still work. Like their first round quarterback is sitting on the bench learning from one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. I mean, say, if, Matt Ryan is, if, if Matt Ryan is as great as you guys say he is, then and I'm not even going to say Justin Fields because Justin Fields gets people in their feelings. Any first round quarterback that has the opportunity to sit behind Matt Ryan for a year or two, that's going to make them better. No matter like. It's all about where you get drafted at because you can have all the talent in the world. If you like, I hate to say it, but, and maybe I'm wishing this Trevor Lawrence is probably not going to succeed in Jacksonville. And it's not because of him. It's because of like the front office who's in that quarterback room. And I'm not sure who the head coach is going to be, but I mean, there's just certain places that great players do not thrive in. And Jacksonville tends to be one of them. Well, I think they're they should be cleaning out the front house. I know they got rid of our former uh, front office person, David Codwell. The head coach should be getting fired. I guess there's rumors. Shout out to Freddie Beats. He's talking about them getting uh, Urban Meyer, which I mean, it, it gives him a big name, stability. I mean, he's had success in college. He was a national championship winner at the University of Florida. So I mean, that that could be a positive, but I mean, we'll we'll see. But. Uh, as we wait for Tony, we'll we'll get to the the biggest news of the week. Uh, R.I.P. M.F. Doom. Um, a lot of people on my timeline aren't really hip to him. I was aware of him. I think I've listened to some of his music, but I wasn't like a diehard or a stand of M.F. Doom. But I did go through and listen to about thirty of his uh, essential tracks. I, I mean, it's the typical New York boom bap type sound. Uh, if you're into like the, the the backpack rapping stuff like that, like actual bar substance, that's somebody that I would check out. Um, I guess the, the crazy thing about this is that, uh, he, he passed away when did he passed away and Mark is kind of pointing this out. He passed away in, passed away in October and this yeah. wasn't, you know, made known until a couple of days ago and, and salute to his team, his family for keeping that under wraps and actually having the time to grieve because in this society of social media and how quick news travels, like that's, that's incredible. That's almost unheard of in this era. So salute to him, um, his family. So uh, he passed away at 49, had a wife, uh, Jasmine, uh, born Daniel DeMille in London from Trinidad and his mother and father were Zimbabwean and he is from New York. So that, that sounds like the, the typical uh, New York story, uh, you know, the whole melting pot situation. So definitely check him out. He's definitely got some good tracks, good production. So uh, RIP to him. Hey, quick question. Uh, do y'all know what ML stands for? Negative. All right. So I just found this out. Uh, it stands for Metal Face Doom. Okay. Just, so I, I, I literally just found this out like maybe like 30 minutes ago. Uh, we're looking up something on him. Uh, I was aware of MF Doom uh, from the college, my college days, but I didn't really get into it until like maybe a couple years ago. Um, this album called Mmm Food. Cause he's used a lot of samples from like Marvel, uh, old Marvel cartoons. Yeah, yes, a lot. But like, uh, I mean, a lot. I mean, you know, just a lot of stuff. I think from, um, I think Super Friends and uh, Spider Man, all all kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, his 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 music is very much uh, boom bap, very much New York. There's a couple of songs that I hear like just the beat, um, the beat quality just reminds me of, like when I my first time going up to New York City and just understanding just. How the feel of New York, based based off like one beat, and so and he's also very good with the wordplay. Like a lot of his lyrics will go over your head. You gotta listen to it over and over again before you catch it. 
So, but he very much is an underground. Uh, I guess he's an underground rapper. I guess you can consider him an underground rapper because he's never mainstream. But he, he's most he's a lot of rappers' favorite rapper. And so, I definitely say go back and take a look at some of his work. Uh, and um, you know, yeah, it's just crazy because he was like I think forty nine years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's he's really one of those if you know you know type artists. Yeah. Uh, songs that stuck out to me were Rhymes Like Dimes, One Beer, a song called The Mask featuring one of my uh, favorite rappers, Ghostface Killer, and Doomsday. So definitely check that out. Uh, so Tony has he has entered the fray. So let's let's see what Tony has to say as this podcast apparently has turned into a Dirty Bird Nation report. Let's get Tony in here. Tony, what's happening? How's your blood pressure? Is it good? And Tony's not speaking. Terrible for the podcast. Well, I was going to say, I saw a video of uh, an old video of MF Doom, and he was saying, like, they were asking him why he wears the mask, and he was saying, like, it's one of those things where he wants it, he wants his lyrics to speak for himself. He doesn't want, because I guess back, you know, when he was coming up, he, he felt like people were being more so the person was marketed to the people and then the music was to fit around what the person looked like. So he decided to go with the mask. So it's like, you don't know what I look like and um, you have to judge me on what I'm saying. And it's it's just ironic that he would say that back then because the only, the only reason that I am aware of MF Doom, because I'm not big on his music, I, can't say I was a, a fan of his or I, or I listened to it, but one of the reasons why I know of him is because he wears a mask. Like, you see that mask yeah. like he's a big part of hip-hop culture, and you know that because of the mask, and it's just ironic that he says, like, he wears a mask he doesn't want people to know who he is and what he looks like, but it's it's like what Bane said, no one cared who I was until I put the mask on, so... It's funny. Yes. Shout out to him. So, so Tony has joined the podcast. What's Yo, so are we What's talking football? So, so are we talking football or are we talking music here? Oh, we, we just, the football thing was just waiting for the, the rest of the crew to get here, but we'll, we'll let you get your takes off since we didn't do this uh, Dirty Bird Nation report. Okay. So before, so before I drop, so before I get into that, Marcus, why did you block me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talked about this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> You saying that Aaron Rodgers is overrated is pretty ridiculous, and it's egregious. Okay, okay, and it makes okay, no sense, man. Okay, it's, ba- okay. it's baseless and factless. Okay, so see, this is why I don't like talking over Twitter. I just like I like discussing football, you know, face to face or like. You said Aaron Rodgers was overrated. I did, and 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 uh, and I believe South Breeze. I believe South Breeze can attest to this. South Breeze, how long have I said Aaron Rodgers is overrated? Probably a little while, but okay. doesn't make it true, but. Right, but I believe that was at a point where you agree with me, right? Ooh, I mm, I don't know if I, look. This is your battle. <laughs> this is your <laughs> battle. <laughs> okay, go so, on the bus. Right, so, so the yes. reason, so the reason why I say Aaron Rodgers is overrated. Now, I, I haven't, I, I really haven't been on him this year because he balled out. He's been balling. He, yes. he's been, he, he balled out. But the reason why I said he's overrated, and I have a stat to prove it, I think that everybody should know it that. If y'all notice, Aaron Rodgers only thrives off of subpar teams with subpar defenses. Subpar. So all his, so his so his highlight reels, they come from they they do not come from elite teams with elite defenses. 
in the past, Aaron Rodgers has folded against teams that are in the top ten, well, top five, really. We've seen it. We've seen him not. We've seen it against uh, in 2015 when he played uh, the Seattle Seahawks, where they were up, and because of their defense was so good, they came back and won that game. We also saw it uh, in a regular season game against uh, Denver, where he only threw for 77 pass yards. Remember, De- remember Denver's Super Bowl defense in 2000 in 2015 ranked first. And he only threw 55, 77 yards in that game. Do you remember that? I mean, that makes sense. They were like one of the all-time great defenses in the NFL. Right. However, the next year, my quarterback sliced them for almost 300 yards. Do you remember that? I mean, things change year to year. I mean, it happens. Their defense still ranked first. And also, when there's two minutes left in the game, in the fourth quarter, Aaron Rodgers is like 1-41, and 41, bro. He's not clutch. He's not. And the stats prove it. The stats prove it. Well, I mean, I get that, but the stats right now is they got a first I mean, right now, and, yeah. And, right you know, now, the, I mean, the, the man the, the ball. playoffs come through Lambeau, so. Yeah, so hey, hey, he bought. I, I, I will not, for, for the next year, I will not, I will not say anything about Aaron Rodgers. If he wins MVP, he definitely deserves it. He definitely I, really have a, it's, I, I didn't know he was playing that good because I don't really know. Never, never yeah, really I mean, he, he threw for 40, 40, touch, 40 touchdowns and only four interceptions. That's pretty good. Me personally, I think when they pretty good. Pretty good. Something it's that your quarterback has never done. <laughs> so, and not even no, just your quarterback. No. Something that like no quarterback has ever done. 40 no, touchdowns, no, 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 interceptions. No, Aaron Rodgers has done it three times. Yeah, on on a serious tip, I mean that's the, the, that's elite numbers. Um, well, so I, I, that's I that's, that's why I that's why I say he, he he's overrated. I just think now he's a talented quarterback. I just think that when it when 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 he faces defense that are ranked that, that are ranked in the top ten or top five, he folds and he doesn't really know he folds as a quarterback and he's a, he's not a clutch quarterback. That's that's just that's, okay. and and the history and it's and it's not, and the history shows it. The history shows it. But, okay, but I get that. Let's let's move on to recent history. Let's move on to this tweet that you had earlier with myself. Okay. Regarding you said Matt Ryan gets us back in the game and the defense gives up another score and y'all swear drafting a backup quarterback would do us good. I can't believe y'all watch this defense take it up every week and swear we need to draft a quarterback. My uh-huh. simple response is it's mm-hmm. one pick. It yep. may not do us good now, but down the road possibly, and then you degenerated in some tirade that didn't make no, sense. It, no, it What is your explanation for it this? It did make sense. So you're saying you, – I, I believe your response was – so I guess my question is what was your point of saying one pick? Because whether we draft a defensive player or a quarterback, or a quarterback it's still one pick. So, so what does that have to do with anything? Because if you get – if you get a new head coach GM mm-hmm. combination, which we're going to, mm-hmm. typically what they do is they say, hey, this is going to be our franchise quarterback. This is the guy we want. Mm-hmm. In most situations, you're not getting the opportunity to draft fourth in the draft with the bones of a good team. I, I would argue this team is not as bad as 4-12. and 12. There's a lot mm-hmm. of piss poor coaching. Mm-hmm. If you watch the games, you know this. Yes. So you kind of have the best of both worlds. You have this new head coach GM that could come in and say, hey, if – not saying I'm not advocating that they do this, but if that's what they want to do, saying like, hey, mm-hmm. if Justin Fields falls to us, let's say for sake of argument, Eric B. Enemy is our new head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he's like, yo, Justin B. Enemy is my Patrick Mahomes. I need this guy. 
and I can get him, you let him take him. You know why? Because Matt Ryan is still going to be good or productive for the next two years. And you have him to sit behind Matt Ryan. So when Matt Ryan inevitably retires because he cannot play forever, it's not going to happen. Okay. It's just facts. Now, right, so instead of is- us, now instead of us going to the Byron Leftwich, Joey Harrington, Chris, Merrin, Chris Redman era, we can oh, smoothly transition into having good quarterback play instead of going okay. into the toilet for the next 10 years. That's all, right, all so- that means. That's all okay. that means. And the draft is more than one pick. I now, Sven was arguing, like, oh, it's a crapshoot. So if it's a crapshoot, then then why do we even do the draft? Okay, Because I, they value people in rounds based on their talent. So in theory, for the most part, you have a better chance of getting a better talented player in the higher rounds. Which right, right. And you okay. have more eyes. And this is the other point that whoever that other dude jumped my mentions, I was like, cool. You can find more successful, productive defensive players in later rounds versus quarterback. He was like, oh, what about Tom Brady and and Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins? I'm like, okay, that's cool. Those are all outliers. Kirk Cousins is also garbage. Trash, but trash, you can you can trash. find a list twice as three times as long of defensive players found in later rounds versus quarterbacks. That's true. The point. True. If you have I get the that. ability to get the good guy now, you can build your defense later rounds in the draft if that's what they okay. want to do. Right. I get that. I totally understand that logic. But here is why it's flawed. Matt Ryan is what, 35 going on? He'll be 36 in May. This this is my No, thing. he's 36 now. No, no, he's 35 now. He's okay. 35 now. He'll be 36 in May. This is my thing. Why is it that we see Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers 36 and up, and they're still playing a high level? A high, they're still playing at a high level, elite football right now. That's why easy, is it easy answer? No, it's not. Why it is, is easy Matt answer. Ryan? No, why is Matt Ryan? Why is Matt Ryan the odd man out as if he's not going to play at an elite level or 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 an above average quarterback like he is now? Like like why why, why is he why is he the outside man? Right, well, let, simply, as, as, no, the, no, as the Falcons supporter, let me jump it, in here and answer that question. Simply, quick is it Marcus. simply is it simply because that Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady are better than him? That's not necessarily why, true. Well, okay, so, okay, okay. Well, yeah, Aaron, right now Aaron Rodgers is better. But my He's my point is this: Why is Matt Ryan? Why why is it that y'all say that Matt Ryan only has two good years left in him, but we see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady still got a good two to three left? Three I can answer. Left. That. I, well, I can answer that question. I can answer that question. Okay, Tom Brady, what? he hasn't necessarily been playing great this year. Uh, he has he, thirty-seven touchdowns. He plays in the NFC South. So, all right, with the other quarterbacks, the biggest thing with them has been, if you go through their careers, consistency at the head coach and offense coordinator position. It's statistically proven that when Matt Ryan in his first year of a new offense coordinator does not play well, what's going to happen next year? His, what, fifth or sixth new offense coordinator? Mm -hmm. So history is telling us that there's going to be a down year. That's year one. All right, that takes him to, what, 37, 36? So year two, if it works out that they mesh, then he could have a good year. But again, the lead changes from year to year. So mm-hmm. instead of hoping that Matt Ryan is going to be good in the next few years, depending on where OC and head coaches, mm-hmm. why not go what we have now? And if you can grab something off the top shelf and have it ready for later on, go with that mm-hmm. as well. Aaron Rodgers okay. has so- the luxury of consistency. Drew Brees had the luxury of consistency. 
Sean Payton okay. is a, a mastermind of offense. He he won games with Tyson Hill at quarterback. Okay, so you know what I'm saying like just to kind of backtrack on what you're saying, no one is saying that like Matt Ryan can't play at an elite level into his mid-30s, but mm-hmm. Matt Ryan is 35 years old, right? Last year, Aaron Rodgers at 35, 36 years old, the Packers draft, they traded up to get a quarterback for the future. They didn't trade up to get a quarterback now, but for the future. So, like, you can go from Favre to Rodgers, Rivers or Breeze to Rivers, Flacco mm-hmm. to Lamar. Like, it's not yeah. a sign of disrespect to to upgrade a position that is that is very important. Like, Matt Ryan, is 30, Matt Ryan is going to be 36 years old. Matt Schaub is 39 years old. You guys don't have another option at quarterback. You guys are in a position to get a quarterback for the future. If the Packers can look at 35, 36-year-old Aaron Rodgers and say, you know what, we need a plan for the future, then Matt Ryan is not above that because Matt Ryan is not better than Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's not a sign of disrespect. It's a sign of good team building. Okay. Build the so team. This is, so, this is, so, this is, so this is my rebuttal to that. They drafted Jordan Love. Traded up for him. Traded up. They they traded up for Jordan Love. Do you realize that their team their team's needs was not as glaring? It was not as glaring as ours. So right now we have some glaring needs on the offensive line, the defensive line, and the, def- and, the def- and, and the and the defensive where where it looks you, like I, the I re- solidified. I remember coming on this podcast last year and I was like, oh, the Packers were thirteen and three, and Josh was telling me all these like, well, they're fraudulent. They barely they won all these one score games on some fluke luck and stuff. Oh, okay, okay, they needed Let's, some help to win to win those thirteen games. Josh is Josh is the most biased person we have ever met. Okay, Josh. Okay, Josh, but you're right there. <laughs> you're right there. Like Josh oh. is extremely biased, but anyway. Well, anyway. I don't want I don't want to beat this dead horse too long. Um, because we had actually this is not the Falcons podcast. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. But this is okay. So let me explain my point as to why I disagree with drafting a quarterback is the way to go. So this is my thing. We have more glaring. I, I get the logic of drafting a drafting Matt Ryan's replacement because he's not gonna be here for he's one not it, I get that, but literally one pitch. Can, can I explain? Can I explain? <laughs> Go ahead. I understand that. However, our other we have other glaring needs. So I'm just like, defense has always been a problem for us. The offensive line has always been a problem for us. Defense, our, our deep, our defensive back positions have always been a problem for us. So we have never had a defensive playmaker on the defense. I think probably the last defensive playmaker was probably John Abraham. Probably. However, so if a Michael Parsons or the or a top DB or a top D line or pass rusher is not there, why not take him? Quarterback is not the problem. And if you just happen to find a quarterback in the later round, fine. However, our most glaring need right now is defense, defensive back, and offensive line. Your quarterback position is already solidified. He has two more good years under competent coaching. <laughs> Why not? Why not take? And you want? And they want to win now. They want to win now. So why not take the best defensive player, knowing that that's a bigger glaring need? Why not? Because that's 
the, it's one it's one one player it's value like, it doesn't matter if yeah it is you can, no, you can also doesn't. you can find because the same can, type of defensive talent can, in the second round and the third round you can do that it is possible like with grady jared he was a what fifth round draft but pick? that's not always guaranteed though okay it's what about always, the third and round why the, and that's why and that's why the guy first round picks aren't always guaranteed either and that's why the guy brought it up well by that logic you can find a quarterback in the seventh round just look at tom brady it's the truth no, but that's, it's an, not that's an outlier. It's an outlier. No, it's that's not. Like, an that's outlier. not the example. Then why, then why, it's an then why, okay, then why do then why don't teams just draft quarterbacks in the sixth, seventh round every year? If that if it's it just it happens every day, we can just find a Tom Brady in sixth round. Why don't we do it? Why it doesn't matter? Because they're not still, rated good because they're not in the first round. It's, it's that's a once in a lifetime situation. It's exactly. And everybody's it's not Bill Belichick either. Okay, bro. It's, it goes hand in hand. My thing is this: since quarterback is not your since since quarter since a backup quarterback is not your biggest glaring need, I just don't understand how y'all just watch this team from week to week and just be like, "Well, it's time for us to draft Matt Ryan's future." When the defense is is giving up thirty points a game, that's our biggest glaring need. So why not go for the defense in the first four? And why not? Why because are y'all so have, opposed to drafting a defensive playmaker? Because you can a you can do that in the other six picks we have right now, right? You have free agency, and you have coaching. All things that can make a bad defense look like a good defense. But we're gonna transition. This is still football. Uh, <laughs> Washington football teams released Dwayne Haskins. Everybody, specifically Josh, thinks that all oh, Ohio State's quarterback sucks because Dwayne Haskins is playing bad, and you had Troy Smith, you know those other guys, not be Bro. successful in the league. So Josh's uh, logic is just. I I'm ready to have that podcast with him, but um, yeah. So Dwayne Haskins got released after his second year after being a first round draft pick out of Ohio State. Um, I haven't been a, watched him too much, but I did watch like highlight reels of his rookie year. He looks like he has the tools. He's only 23 years old. He's a pretty big guy, like 6'3", 240. Uh, has all the tools, it looks like, but he was wilding out. It's been a pandemic. Things were kind of different. So uh, they thought it was time to release him. And a lot of people think his time in the NFL is done. All right, so, yeah, they, they think that his time in the NFL is done after two seasons with two different head coaches, two different office coordinators, and he's a young kid, he's immature, and uh, people like your boy Bojangles McFarlane thinks he is the uh, detriment and the example that all black NFL players don't take the game seriously. So Los is actually based out of D.C., so we'll let him start. I didn't know who this dude was when uh, when the draft came around um, a couple of years ago. I know I went down, uh, I was down at a draft party down in the city, and like everybody was talking about this guy, Dwayne Haskins. I was like, well, who's this gonna be? He was like, yeah, went what, Ohio State and all that. Like, I never heard of the guy, all right? So, yeah, I think he had like what, 40 touchdowns that his um, that season. But he was local, he was a local guy. He's apparently from like my town in uh, Maryland. But I didn't know anything about him, but I was like, cool. Everybody, he got drafted, everybody was like, cool. Um, like that. But from the get go, I was like, man, I'm not sure about this dude, man. He, he, don't seem to be reading playbooks and like, I mean, he's a rookie, so he kind of gave it like a even a, a pass. But like by midseason, people were talking about like maybe we should go back and like draft another quarterback. And I was thinking like, see, you know, all right, 
a black quarterback and not gonna give him a chance to like grow and figure, figure it out and all that stuff. But the offseason came around, you know, of course we had a pandemic. But like the training camp came around, he came in like lean and like seemed like ready to go. Like, all right, bet. But this dude basically stunk up the um when he got out there, he was like trash. He didn't show any type of growth whatsoever. And then like to get beat by a guy who had who basically has one leg. And uh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith should not even be playing in the NFL at all. But he has more tools as the quarterback than Dwayne Haskins. And I just think Dwayne Haskins, for whatever reason, I'm not sure what goes on in Ohio State. I know it's a big time school, a big name and all that stuff. But like apparently he had two years left in eligibility. And he probably should have stayed in school at least for at least one more year. because uh, now, you know, he looks like an idiot. Y'all here partying with strippers in the pandemic. Okay. It may be hard for John Wall to do that down here in D.C., but at least John Wall established himself. Right? He used to be at Rose John Bar. Wall simulating the community. He, he was in the community, and he was always at Rose Bar. That's Rose Bar, the popular club down here in the city. But, dude, you were like you haven't done anything to like even be out on a, a weeknight party with any strippers with no mask on, knowing how the protocol is with the NFL, knowing that if you get sick, you mess, you're going to mess around and get the entire team sick, which – I think they're playing right now. I'm not sure what the score is because they're playing for the division title despite their record. Um, you could have messed around and like jeopardize the entire the remainder of the season for those boys, and like you not and like you go out there and like have a bad showing against Carolina. No, man, it's a wrap, dog. He needed to go. I had no sympathy for him whatsoever. You know, he may have the tools and all that stuff, but he's not mature at all. He had his chance. Um, I don't necessarily know. You know, the ends are out of what was going on with Dwayne Haskins. However, I will say it's very irresponsible for him to wear a mask. But to tie his job into that, I mean, I guess you could. However, people are gonna do what they're gonna people are gonna do what they want to do. Whether he's a football player or not, he would have made that choice anyway to go out. So it's just like South Breeze said one day. At at the end of the day, these people are still human. They're gonna do what they want to do, so I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily blame him for going out, unless 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 it's in their contract or it's in the protocols where football players can't just go out and have fun at all. Is is that in the protocols? No, well, no, I'm not sure about the protocol, but uh, no, my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, 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 no. I'm I'm asking, like, is that in the protocols for them that they're unable to go out because of the pandemic? I, I think they got they got something in like their contract this year for like the pandemic. I'm not sure. Like you, you're right, he's a human being. He has the, every right to go out and like party. The problem is we've already mm. seen in several different examples, not even in the NFL, in all sports, where people have been going out. They come back. They got yeah. the um, they got the Rona, and next thing you know, the whole team has the Rona, and they got like missed games yeah. for for yeah, X amount of time. And so it's like, and again, the Washington football team are playing to like, get into the playoffs right now. And I like they're playing for a playoff spot, and like you get yeah. an opportunity where Aaron, um, not Aaron, Alex Smith, gets hurt again, and you have an opportunity to get your job back, and you like out there partying. It's one the optics is bad, locally, because yeah. he hasn't been doing anything. It's again if he was if he was balling out, people won't really care to probably be on his case about like the whole mass situation, but he's playing like trash, and then like you get a video leak where you're out here with like strippers and you have no mask on. And yeah. you, again, you're jeopardizing people's health with the pandemic. Is at least back in DC, like it's the, the cases are rising. It's very back irresponsible. Up it's like it's, it's irresponsible. It's not being mature. You're like, yeah, you think you're you're 
I'm not sure how old he is, but you are adult in your profession at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess kind of young. I guess I mean, I guess it's, a, it's young, but he's a professional at this point. And like, all right, you want to yeah, be the I mean, football? You want to be the quarterback? Well, the quarterback me personally, of the, of the me personally, me personally, I didn't like him coming out of Ohio State anyway. I know he put up, you know, I think he threw what what fifty touchdowns uh, before leaving Ohio State or something like that. But I just, didn't, I just, yeah, I just didn't think he was just that. I didn't, I wasn't a fan of his. I, 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 I knew, I knew he was going to be trash. I just didn't I, believe in him. Well, let's let's I, get a let's get a Keon's take. What 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 are your takes on this? I'm curious. I mean, I just I don't understand the desire to go outside in a pandemic um, and to risk that type of punishment. <laughs> I I don't. I mean, and that just extends to everyone. I don't get it. <laughs> we in the middle of a whole Pandora. And you just are refusing to go outside. <laughs> You rich person. But I mean, <laughs> I feel I saw a little bit of commentary about this on Twitter where people were kind of trying to make an, indi- an, an indictment against black quarterbacks in general. And I'm just like, no. He's a fool clown. And uh, yeah, like, let that man be the face of his bad decisions. That don't got nothing to do with everyone else. Like, right, right, right. I don't understand how yeah. his shortcoming became, you know, Cam Newton's problem. He got a lot of kids to worry about anyway. This ain't got nothing to do with him this time. Like, I don't know. I hate the idea that once one black person messes up in a in a profession or in a position that it becomes an indictment on every black person. It's like, no, it's just this loony bin. He wanted to go out to a strip club in COVID and he has to reap the consequences. And that's just what happens sometimes. If you don't do what your employer asks, your employer can terminate you. So that's my, my All right. Before I, I let Marcus go. Honestly, yeah, he he effed up. He's still a young dude, whatever. He should have another chance in the league because uh, if you've ever heard of probably arguably the worst quarterback in recent NFL history, who's – I did not know this. He's from Jacksonville, Florida, played for Barstow Trail. Shout out to Duval County. Uh, Nathan Peterman is still in the NFL and currently on the Los Angeles Raiders. Now, if you don't know who Nathan Peterman is, uh, let me give you some of his stats. Right, touchdown interception ratio: three touchdowns, twelve interceptions, fifty-two point six completion rating, five hundred seventy-three passing yards, thirty-four passer rating, eighty-two rushing yards, and one touchdown. That this is the NFL right now. No, you know, right you know if you talk, today, you know, if today, you talk. right now, collecting the check. So I don't care. I, I get it. The dude still has tools. He's still young. He made a mistake, but his career should not be over after making. One I agree. Mistake. I'll say. I'll say this. Um, because he's local, I think the worst thing that could have possibly happened is the fact that he came back home. Because uh, I, about I, the, come, coming back um, to what Tony said about protocol, he snuck up, he snuck in a couple of people uh, in like his dorm during training camp earlier during like um, during the summer. So that was already strike one. And then of course you have like this this issue uh, with him uh, with like the, the strippers or whatever. Uh, but the, quite frankly, like like Joe Dagsman, all these like you know. Um, legends for like the Washington football team, like been were trying to like you know talk to him and like give him advice and all that stuff, and he just kind of brushed him off, like you know, like like nobody's business. So I think he should get another opportunity. Even though I mean, I think when he got released, I, I joked though, like he'd be lucky if he gets signed by the, the XFL when they when they relaunch. But he's good enough that he can probably get back in the league. But he needs to be somewhere else where he's not around his friends. He's not around like 
like people he knows. I think that kind of messed him up also. Yeah, I mean, that, that that makes sense. I just I just feel like if Nathan Peterman can collect a check and carry a, che- a clipboard, then this young man should have a, a second chance in the league if he shows that he's you know ready to mature and, and be a quote unquote professional. But like my biggest problem with this whole issue, like Keanu was saying with uh, Booger McFarland, pretty much yeah. using one black person's or one black quarterback's issue as an indictment on the entire black group of the NFL. Like he contradicted himself so many times in that statement, pretty much saying like, oh, I see this all the time, these black players not taking the the league seriously. This is a billion dollar business. You say that as the league is 80% black and is a billion dollar business. So if you're seeing all these black people not take it seriously, how is it a billion dollar business? Why have like the last couple of MVPs been black quarterbacks? Like it, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Like why are you carrying this water nationally? It's because Jason Whitlock got fired. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I guess, exactly. man. And you look at the comments, see all the people that are agreeing with him. And you, you know what it is: the dog, sunglasses, Abbies, all that shit. Wait, it's, who are we talking about? Who are we talking about? Who are we Booger talking McFarlane. about? Here? Booger McFarland. Coonan McFoonan per usual, Yo, just talking a lot of nonsense. Booker McFarlane made the dumbest take on um, ESPN Monday Night Football, Monday Night Kickoff. Um, and this is the thing that I have. This is the, the biggest problem I have with the media. I know it's a little bit off track, but this is the biggest problem I have with the media. It's, well, it's, it actually ties into what you just said, South Breeze, that, you know, people in the media or Booker McFarlane in this, in, in this case, t- you know, talks you know, out of the side of their neck, they contradict themselves. But this is the media as a whole. So the the the, the conversation was about uh, Ron Fitzpatrick and Tua. And the thing was, he was just like, well, you know, Tua has the tools to be a great quarterback, yada, yada, yada. But if I'm Tua, behind closed doors, I'm in my coach's ear on my coach's face with some fire and some passion uh, saying that I want to play. Um you know, showing some emotion. Um, but the, the person that brought it up was Steve Young. And they was just like, well, Tua needs to show some emotion because if he doesn't have that fire, that fire and that passion, that, that's not a good look. But then you turn around and you crucify people like Odell Beckham and a Cam Newton or even, you know, Tara Owens who, do, who, do, who does the same thing about winning and then they crucify them and they make and they and they make them look like you know they're just they're, they're just a distraction in the locker room. So South Beast, I totally agree with you. You, you know, as far yeah, Boomer McFarland, I'm I'm not a big fan of his. I'm not a big fan of the media period and what they do to these quarterbacks because they pick and choose the quarterbacks that they like and they want, and they either praise them for their potential, or they make passes for them. Carson Wentz, but yeah, Jesus man, concentrate. Uh, Mr. Savage out here lurking. What what are your thoughts on the whole Booger McFarland situation? I have no knowledge of this situation, so I oh, you look like a criminal, and I'm bad confused. Like, is this like <laughs> a dark lane general tapes part three or two? I have no knowledge of Booker McFarland. Okay. Anyways, uh, Tony, we, we appreciate you rocking with us. We're gonna we're gonna move on to some other topics. We'll, we'll catch you on Dirty Bird Nation. All right, man. See y'all later. Thanks for having me. No problem. Well, I was going to say about uh, just real quick on Bergman Fowler. Like, obviously, uh, Haskins needs to be a professional. 
and he needs to do uh, the right things on and off the field, whether it's, you know, reading the playbook or uh, not going out maskless. But he, he, he was not set up for success to begin with. The moment he got drafted by Washington, his career was pretty much put in jeopardy because the last three first-round quarterbacks that they have picked from Washington have not been successful, and I don't think it's any uh, fault due to them. Like Jason Campbell, he was a good quarterback. It just didn't work out there, and it worked out a little bit better in, in Oakland for him. Robert Griffin III, great quarterback, didn't work out for him there. Even Kirk Cousins, it didn't work out for them either. Like play, There's certain franchises that you go to and you will like no matter how talented you are, you will not be successful. And it starts That's from the lazy top. Argument. No, look, but it starts from the top. Let's let's look at what Dan Snyder has done since 1999 when he bought that team. They've been to the playoffs five times. They've had double-digit wins three times since 1999. They've had countless scandals from inside their their building. This has nothing to do with Haskins. I'm just talking – if we're talking about being a professional on and off the field and you have cheerleaders being sexually harassed by your people that That work for you – That was under a different regime. That was under Dan Snyder. That was under Dan Snyder. We are talking about Dan Snyder. A whole new situation. Are you not even listening to what I'm saying? It's no excuse for the guy. He has all the physical tools to be a great quarterback. I was listening to Marcus and he's he making some decent points. Um, but I will say like for RG3, like that injury didn't help him out on the, like, um, and when he played the Ravens and then like he rushed back too soon because Kirk Cousins, remember they drafted two quarterbacks that, um, that season. And when RG3 got knocked out the, in the game, uh, Kirk Cousins came in there and he said he was lining up and people wanted Kirk Cousins. So he rushed back ill-advised and then tore his leg up on that very poor field which makes no sense whatsoever how, how are you gonna be the home team in the playoff game your field is that poor but you know i you know i beg to differ as far as like you know jason campbell he was he was all right i actually liked him but like he was just kind of like middle of the road um and like you know kirk it, cousins is kirk cousins but but when it comes to washington and their quarterbacks that they pick coming from the top the owner wanted RG3. The owner wanted Dwayne Haskins. The coach didn't want Dwayne Haskins. And he when he got Dwayne Haskins, he was like, I want him to sit for a year. And the owner was like, no, I want him to play now. I want him because I need to get butts in the seat. This is my guy. I want him to play. The coach, the owner, and the general manager in Washington, they've never been on the same page when it comes to their quarterbacks. And that's why none of their quarterbacks have succeeded. There, you're not going to succeed there because it starts at the top. Because as Brigham Farland said, you need to take your business seriously. Dan Snyder does not take it seriously. And if he did take it seriously, he would find someone to do a better job because he's not good at his job. He needs to just write these checks and find someone to do the job. Like Dan Snyder is who we think Jerry Jones is when it comes to meddling with the team. Jerry Jones has built a pretty solid team. Like if Dak Prescott doesn't get injured – the Dallas Cowboys are probably firmly in the playoffs right now. If Dan Snyder keeps his nose out of the football business, maybe RG3's career goes differently. Maybe Dwayne Haskins' career goes differently. Maybe he's drafted somewhere else. 
you still have to be able to hold the players accountable for their own actions. And I said that at the beginning, if you were listening. Yeah, I wasn't here, so I didn't hear that. So I'm just you were, t- you were here. What are you talking about? I, 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 didn't, I didn't hear what you said. I'm just telling you your what your situation is because you're blaming a person's failure on his owner, and it's like uh, some of the stuff that goes on. Did, did you not just say that? Like you, I, you I literally said that Dwayne Haskins needs to be a professional on and off the field. I literally said that verbatim. Okay, well, that's I literally good. said that. It's still Haskins' fault. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to be accountable for yourself. No one's saying it's I, not. I, All I'll, I'm I'll, saying is that we're going super hard on this on this 23 year old. But when it comes to these billionaire old white guys, oh, let's not talk about what they're doing. Let's not talk about the incompetence that they have. Let's not talk about the meddling that they're doing. Let's not talk about the sexual assault allegations that they have against them. That stuff, we don't need to harp on that. We can just push that to the side. But we need to bring out every black person that we can find to pound on Dwayne Haskins. Everybody, come out here and let's talk about what the poor job Dwayne Haskins has done. We get it. He messed up. Okay, we got it. He's been waived. There's no reason to pile onto that. But we, what we don't talk about and this is where the BSO land should be, but he wants to, you know, he wants to be in the shade room. Talk about the things that <laughs> Dan Snyder has done. Talk about the incompetence that he has had. Talk about all the failed quarterbacks that have gone, that have been drafted under his regime and have not been given a fair chance to succeed because him and the coaches and the GMs are not on the same page when it comes to quarterbacks. And when that's the case, it's like what's going on with D.C., Warner Brothers, the executives want one thing. Zack Snyder wants a different thing. The writers want another thing. They're not on the same page. And what happens? You get a pile of shit. You get a pile of shit that's Justice League. That's what you get. Or you could look at a more competent franchise that has an owner, a coach, and a general manager on the same page. And things go smoothly. And they have a plan. They don't have a plan in Washington. And whoever they draft to be their next quarterback is most likely going to fail because there's one constant there, and it's Dan Snyder. So as long as Dan Snyder is there, they are not going to be good. It's just that's it is what it is. He's been there since 1999. Hey, can you let Brother Lowe speak, please? It sounds like he's trying to speak for him. No, 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 no. no, no, I've been jumping in here and there. I'll just say this much: Dan Snyder has always been a fanboy of like a stand of like the Washington football team, and so he. He drafted, like, obviously he drafted Dwayne Hassan because for whatever reason, he was like, all right, he's a local kid and butts in the seat, which didn't help because, he, you know, he trashed. But I think with them getting a new GM and most likely uh, Rob Rivera, they're going to get their guy. And I think Dan Snyder, if he knows what's good for him at this point, because he don't, he don't, there's been enough bad publicity on the Washington football team. I mean, for business sake, they lost the team name. You know, he got hit up with all these, like, sexual uh, – misconduct allegations it was a bad look so if he knows what's good for him just sit back and uh you know let let the uh, gm and the coach figure it out that's all i have to say well uh so this podcast kind of went uh heavy sports uh due to uh some special guests so uh we'll, we'll kind of punt the uh, other topics to next week just real quick, I just wanted to get in, I guess, our songs of the week. Um, my song of the week is going to be Rush by Tink, who was hot a little while ago. 
and uh, I guess she had some issues being signed to Trimlin, and they, you know, separated mutually. She's only 25 years old. Like, I thought she was a lot older than that, so she still has a long career ahead of her. Uh, definitely shout out the project she just put out. She put a project out on Christmas. Um, I kind of wish she just waited to put it out in 2021, so it would be easier for me to keep account of. It's called A Gift and a Curse. Uh, check out the song called Rush. Let me know what you think about it. And uh, Marcus's song of the week is called Exclusively by Tiana Major Nine. I'm, how did you hear about this person? Because I checked out the song. I listened to it like 10 times. So. Uh, I honestly, I have no idea. I just went to the R&B section of uh, Apple Music and I just, I kind of like the album cover. I just randomly, like sometimes I just randomly go through artists and just pick something and I pick that. And it, I think she's going to be, if she puts out something this year, it's going to be, I think it'll be pretty good. I've actually been listening to her album back at sixes and sevens. That's the acoustic version of at sixes and sevens, like every day for the last two weeks. And it's, it's really good. It's an easy listen. It's a classic R and B. So yeah. Um, Tiana major nine, really great. Yeah. Easy listen. That's, that's my new thing for 2020. Like this Tink uh, EP is 19 minutes and 26 seconds long. So artists out there, the shorter you make your albums, the more chance I'm going to listen to it because if you're putting out albums that's over an hour long, it's probably not going to happen. Or I'm be less likely to check it out unless you're like, you know, it's a really cohesive project. So that's that's going to be my advice. Uh, I'm still listening to Stove God Cooks. Definitely check out Reasonable Drought. Still listening to Young Baby Tate After the Rain. Uh, haven't been listening to as much Flo Millie. I'm kind of looking for some newer stuff from her, but. You know, we're still rocking it, supporting the, the women artists that are out rapping a lot of these male artists. So definitely put some respect on their names. Uh, uh, Mr. Savage, anything else you want to say? Any shout outs? Anything you're listening to? Uh, so definitely I've been uh, trying to expand my musical, my, my music listening uh, for the year. So I'm going to go with Lil Durk and uh, King Von still trapping um, as my song of the week. For 2021. I, I don't have I, any shout outs. I tried a little Dirk a while ago. I, I'm going to give another shot. I think a lot of people rock a little Dirk. I did like him on uh, Laughing Out Cry Later with Drake, even though initially I did not like that song. But coming back to him, I'm like, all right, I like what he does uh, with the melody and stuff like that. Uh, Lowe's, appreciate you coming on, uh, represent, representing a Yes Another podcast. You got any shout outs? You want people know? Um, shout out to my crew, um, Darius and uh, Breaker from Yes Another Podcast. Um, shout out to y'all because, like, y'all always, um, always be representing us, uh, all the time. Always be, uh, always hear y'all when y'all represent us and like on the tweets and all that stuff. I really appreciate it. You can check out our podcast, Yes Another Podcast, on realfundc.com. It's an app. We're also available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, but right now we're making sure we push everybody towards Real Fun DC. Um, dot com. We play. We're on from eight to nine p.m. Monday through Fridays, uh, Saturdays and Sundays two, six and ten. We so we do our we are on air on those times and like in between each segment we play music so it sounds like a radio show. So check us out on realfundc.com. Rev, who are your shoutouts and what do you got to say to the people? Um, in terms of songs I've been listening to crazy, um, I am listening to Colors by Black Pumas. They only have one album, 
um, on Apple Music, but the music is good. And then I've also really been listening to Like I Want You by Gideon. So those are my songs that I've been listening to heavy. Um, as far as shout outs, shout out to uh, Franklin Saint. Um, that's the only person I've known for the last three days because I've watched Snowfall religiously. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Franklin Saint for being a cold nigga. You know, never has any emotions. He just he's ordering niggas to die. So shout out to Snowfall. Can't wait for the new season. And shout out to This Is Us for coming back on uh, Tuesday. Um, so very excited for Randall and Beth to come back to my TV screen. Don't care about what Kate and Toby have going on. Kevin's in a back burner, you know, character. But shout out to Randall and Beth. Though. Never seen one second of that show. Uh, shout, oh, out my, shout out, stop by name on you at Shannon Lee's Self Control Podcast. I got a Grammy, Women to Send. At CJ Junkin 7, Darkest Life 42, Padre 0920, Yes, No Podcast, uh, Ray Check Amphro, I Stole the Run, Kings Run, ACL, No Bueno Puta, Rise Up 0802, and J Free 88. And shout out to the homie uh, Malik, uh, one of my homies from New Jersey. He has a uh, shoe store. Check him on IG. He's lit. He's got like a zillion followers. But if you're trying to look for uh, the exclusive uh, Jordans and whatnot, uh, check him out at uh, leakkicks.com. That's leakkicks.com. This is KTSC app podcast episode 33. We out.